Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast. Okay, you guys, this is a party. I am so excited. This is the 100th episode. And if you've been here since the beginning, it used to be the Empowered Birth Podcast and just rebranded a couple of months ago to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast. And I'm so excited. This podcast actually started in February of 2020. We're currently at 73,000 downloads. It's kind of bizarre. I can't, I can't really believe it. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your part in normalizing birth and spreading the message of peaceful home birth. You're going to want to listen to the end of this episode where I'm going to share a way to enter in us to a super fun giveaway. So make sure you listen all the way to the end and let's get into the show. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth. And now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose. And I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. Current enrollment for the 
PHP or Peaceful Home Birth Program is going on right now and applications are only open for a few more days. So you're going to want to hurry up and get those in so you don't miss out on the two bonuses that are available to you. One of them is a free retreat. You guys, this retreat is going to be amazing. We planned it way back in 2020 and then the Rona shut us down. So I'm so excited to get the opportunity to just love on women, both pregnant and postpartum, um, do some teaching and some community building. It is going to be amazing and it is on a private property full of beautiful 10 acres of woods and I'm just beyond thrilled. So there's only five spots left though. And the other bonus is a recipe book of 30 pregnancy delicious and nutritious recipes ready for you, perfect for your pregnancy. So get on those bonuses, get your application in before November 30th to be accepted into PHP and start your journey to a peaceful home birth. I'm so excited for you guys. All right. Well, today's episode is going to be kind of a throwback to my story and why we're even here. I honestly, when we started, when I started this in 2020, I had no idea (laughs) that almost four years later, we would hit the 100 episode mark, to be honest. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just wanted to hear more stories. I knew podcasts had affected my life in the best way when I was planning my home birth, but I wanted more stories of Christian moms who had done the work and had made countercultural moves to have the best birth possible. And so I wanted to create a podcast with more of those stories because they were so impactful for me. So back when I had my first baby, for those of you who have not listened to episode one, I had, I was very indoctrinated into the medical system being a registered nurse and I just kind of went with whatever they told me to do I asked zero questions it just was what it was and I was going to believe that it was going to be work out for the best and I was just gonna go along with it and I did Um, the trust and the hope that I had put completely in the medical systems hand totally failed me it broke me and I honestly never thought I would recover. Um, I ended up having a very traumatic C-section. I honestly, I dissociated and I didn't even think my baby was mine for about two weeks. I had severe postpartum depression and anxiety for the first year. It was so hard on my bond with my baby my marriage, my friendships, everything. It was such a struggle. And so I knew that I didn't want to do that over again. And I was going to make different choices. I honestly didn't even know that I had the ability to make choices, which sounds so crazy, but I didn't know that there was different decisions that I could have made. Um, so when I realized and I learned and I educated myself on the, all of the possibilities, 
home birth ended up being the best one for our family. And I'm so thankful that when we chose to do home birth, it honestly changed my life in a million different ways. My health improved, my relationship with the Lord improved, my marriage improved, my relationship with my first daughter improved, and it was all around the best decision I could have ever made. I ended up having a painless, um, euphoric birth with my second daughter, and it was everything I could have ever asked for. It was beautiful and it had taken a lot of intentional work during my pregnancy in order to rewire my brain, get rid of a lot of fears that I was holding on to and learn all of the different decisions I had to make, all of the um, options that I had and that really helped me feel so empowered. So again, I created this podcast because of that, I had been told I would never be able to birth a baby vaginally, and then I ended up going on having three beautiful um, HBACs or home births after cesareans. And so I hear birth stories all the time, and um, I wanted to create this for the woman who didn't know that she had other options. Um, I wanted to create this for the woman who you know, had heard that birth is so traumatic and it's awful and it's the most painful thing you'll ever experience. So she could hear that there is an alternative and it can be the best day. It can be the most amazing, powerful thing, the most transformational and beautiful uh, thing that you ever would go through. So I wanted to create this to share the other side of the picture about birth. Pretty quickly after I had my second baby, after the most beautiful experience of my life, I, it, well, the Lord made it super clear that I was supposed to be doing this work and I was supposed to be helping other women, uh, do the work during pregnancy, um, by helping them rewire their mind, helping them improve their their overall health during pregnancy to make having a peaceful home birth more likely and encouraging them giving them the confidence that they need to take the next step towards a peaceful birth and so I did and I went full force into that that's how this podcast was created but I remember sitting at the table and just asking the Lord like what, how was I able to do this? How was I able to be told something by somebody in authority, such as your pelvis is too small, you'll never be able to give up birth vaginally, you might as well just schedule repeat C-sections from now on. How could I go from that belief system to having a euphoric, orgasmic birth at home? How was I able to do that? And so the Lord just like downloaded the three things that he had led me through in this pregnancy. And it was the most beautiful story that I was able to look back on and be like, wow, thank you God for leading me through this. And this is what I now help other women do. So I made a decision, right? It started with a decision. 
the decision was it, it was going to be different next time. And not just different, but I was going to use what happened to me to help other women avoid what I went through. So I was taking my pain and turning it into purpose. And that has helped heal me in ways I never thought possible. But that is what step one is. Step one is dreaming and making a decide, making a decision, right? So dreaming is important because it helps you know what's possible. It gives you uh, an end goal to the roadmap. In my training just recently that we had on Facebook, I had a picture of a map. And for anybody who's taken a road trip, right, or traveled anywhere, really, you need to know the end destination of where you want to go in order to know how to get there, right? A map is kind of pointless to you unless you are looking at the end and how to get there. Well, that's what dreaming is. Dreaming is telling your brain, this is the outcome that I want. This is the end goal. And dreaming is important because it's going to then tell your brain to look for the possible decisions along the way that match the outcome that you want. So then when you decide that that dream is what you want, you're able to take the steps, like I said, that match the outcomes, that match that next right step to get to your end destination. Now, we have been so indoctrinated to believe that birth is awful, it's painful, it's an end to a means, um, all that matters is a healthy baby, um, really the only person who knows what's best when it comes to birth is an OB or a midwife, and it, it's really hard to have alternative beliefs about this because we have been, we've had a thought that has been reinforced with feelings, okay? So when a thought and a feeling are paired together over time, they create a belief system. So what happens is you have this thought of birth is painful and it's only for an OB to tell me what to do, they know best, and then you hear stories, emotional stories from women who have experienced traumatic things that their doctor has saved them from, And that creates a belief system in you that says that that is true, right? And so belief is so important because, again, belief is going to dictate the decisions we are making. So this is something that I had to constantly be reworking in my in my mind and I help so many other women kind of reframe the belief systems that they have. Um, Belief is so important to back up the decisions that you're making. So if you're not ready to rewire your mindset and address beliefs that aren't helpful, it's going to be a lot more difficult to make the decisions for the end outcome that you want. And honestly, for so many women, sometimes it's hard to even dream. It's hard to even think of the possibility that something could go well. And there's a lot there that needs to be unpacked. To, um, and it's it's really sad when I talk to a woman because I can see from a million miles away just the brokenness 
the trauma that must have happened, the, um, yeah, just the hardships that she must have gone through to not even want to dream about a beautiful, peaceful birth, whatever that looks like to her. So when I was reflecting on this first piece and how I practically did the dreaming and the deciding portion of it, um, I, I learned that I really spent a lot of time processing my birth. Um, that included journaling, that including talking with others about my birth, uh, my husband, um, that looked like reading my records from the hospital. And honestly, um, I've encouraged many women who have had traumatic births to read that. And it is so eye-opening, but it's really, really helpful to do that when you're sitting with somebody who is also you know, been through that or knows how to listen in those situations. It's really not an easy thing to do. So I, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of hard work. There was a lot of forgiving that needed to be done. And I would say that this was the most, um, all in like strenuous part of the transformation that helped me have my home birth. And this is something that is getting missed when you just buy a birth course. Um, they don't focus or they're really unable to dive deep into the past um, and help you dream about the future and the possibilities. Um, so this is such a important part of your process to having a peaceful home birth. Now, the next step, I, as I was reflecting, I was thinking about the many, many hours I spent, yeah, processing my birth and counseling and uh, separating the emotions I had from the memories that I had. Um, I read so many books on birth. Um, I listened to so many stories. I watched the videos. I engaged with other women's stories, listened to them. I learned my rights. What, what could I say no to? What did I feel like I could say no to? And I went through so many different scenarios in my head. If this happened, then what would I do? Um, I went through it all and I really did end up getting comfortable expressing my dreams and desires. I There was a time where I was terrified to say that I was making alternative decisions in how I was raising um, my children. I mean, this was anywhere from birthing at home to co-sleeping to baby-led weaning. Oh my goodness. I mean, to you name it. I, I'm the alternative. And <laughs> there was a time where I was terrified to say anything. But over the years, the more confident I get and the more women I talk to, the more I'm realizing it's actually not that alternative. We're just a little bit more quiet about it. But um, yeah, as I was thinking about everything that I had done, the Lord was like, that part was education and empowerment. 
right? I knew what my why was and I really found the confidence by learning what God's design was and how he created it to work. And if he created it to work and he is a good father, he is a good creator, I can look to him for every single question I have and I can put my trust in him, right? And that has increased uh, the amount of time I spend in the word, the amount of time of prayer, um, of meditation, yeah, on his word and community. My goodness, there's so much that I have learned because of my experience. And then also the education part wasn't just natural birth. Like I learned about um, neuropsychology and how that relates to a woman who's planning her birth. Like I learned about um, so many different theological things that really helped me uh, trust God as a good father instead of a dictator. And my life has changed because of birth. Who knew? (laughs) Education really is important. And again, this is what most people focus on. Most people will just buy a birth course because they know, they believe that if they just know all of the right comfort measures to do, then they'll, they'll be able to have a natural birth. And I've worked with women who thought that, you know, if I could just teach them how to do a really great hip squeeze, they would be fine. And then when it got to labor, they realized there was so much stuff. I mean, to say it gently, (laughs) that they hadn't worked through in their pregnancy um, that were, that was causing a lot of problems that they were carrying in a lot of fear uh, about different things. They had trauma trapped in their body that they hadn't worked through. Um, and really it can derail a birth, even with the best intention. So edu- education really is important, but it's not the most important. Right, The point of education is to deepen our trust in Jesus and not for controlling outcomes. And this is a lesson I've had to learn over the years. Coming from a control freak, (laughs) I thought that the more I knew, the safer I would be. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I've talked to enough women who are obsessed with knowledge to the point, and I was here of idolizing education, right? Because I I put that up as if I know it, then I am safe, then I'm in control. And then we're devastated when something goes wrong. I've now gotten to the point where I can truly appreciate the medical system for what it is there for, right? Which most of the time, healthy low-risk pregnant women don't ever need to use that system. But sometimes they do. And when we have held even birth up as the ultimate um, prize, the ultimate, I mean, idol, if that's the only thing that's going to make us happy in our life, if that is taken away from us, then there can be so much guilt and shame and condemnation if we go to the very system that we've been told is 
detrimental. So there really is a balance, right? And I'm so thankful for the information that I've gotten um, by being a nurse and by being a doula in the hospital system on how to navigate that. Because sometimes the reality is we might need to use that system, but I don't have to use it as my first go-to. And as I'm you know, raising a family even, I'm learning I don't have to go and participate in that system as my first line of, you know, my my first option. So I'm learning because it, but it started somewhere and it, it started in, in my second birth, my first home birth. So learning is a process and that's okay. Empowerment comes from knowing your options and then choosing what is best for you and your family. So there was so much in that second step that I had to go through. And again, this took a good probably like 15 months before I even start. I got pregnant. I started learning about birth and I started helping other women at births and I started journaling and processing and there was so much that was going into um preparing before I was even pregnant so you can start that process now because it really the Lord is so kind and he doesn't just expect you to change overnight he really does give you grace and space and time to learn what you need to for the circumstances that he gives you. So he is such a good, good father when it comes to that. Now, again, I'm reflecting. We, I, I realized I, I had a dream and then I made a decision and then I educated myself. I learned what empowerment was. But then what was the last step? Well, As I was thinking about kind of the day of birth, right, there was a lot that went into the preparation of handling labor on the day, getting prepared for just kind of the logistics of it all, right? What do I, um, what do I need? What is in my birth kit? What does it do? Where should I put it? All of those things. Who do I have? Who did I invite to my birth? Why did I invite them? What is their role? Uh, what do I need? What can be let go of? Um, what relaxation techniques can I practice any during uh, my pregnancy to prepare my mind to just have that as a normal go-to for when I need to relax? Is my husband a solid support system? Does he know what to do? When the going gets tough, is he going to be able to step in and do his role of, you know, or is my expectation kind of matching what he knows to do? Have we had conversations around this? Um, what what am I going to do? What is my team going to do if I hit a breaking point during labor, right? <laughs> what pain management am I expecting to do? Uh, and then postpartum. Honestly, after or for my first home birth, this was not something I fully prepared for or even learned about because I was so into making sure that my birth went well, right? And so I didn't even think 
of postpartum. But after having two more home births, I know that this is extremely important and the transition from pregnancy and birth into postpartum is a very important one you do not want to miss. So what does the rest and recovery look like for you postpartum? Do you have somebody to support you on your breastfeeding journey? My goodness, that's a whole other story for you. But I had no idea with my first baby how to nurse. I never took a class. I never looked at anything. And the first three months, I did not know if I was going to make it. Honestly, I uh, just kept telling myself one more day, one more day, one more day. And it wasn't until three months that I felt like I could, I got a handle on this and it is okay and I'm going to make it. And I did for almost two years, <laughs> but uh, it is not an easy thing. So if you're a first time mom, this is definitely something to be talking about, thinking about finding resources before you need them. And then there was so much spiritual warfare uh, around all of my births. And I just truly believe Satan has come to still kill and destroy. And what a better time to do it than when a woman is in her most vulnerable time. Like, does your husband know how much authority and how much of a protector he is while you are in this, this space of of, of birthing your baby. It is a super natural, it is a spiritual experience that we go through on uh, when we birth. And just, I love witnessing husbands who really take the role of spiritual protector seriously. You can tangibly feel a shift in the room when he steps into that and takes authority over the situation. Uh, I have seen miracles happen when husbands pray over their wives, over their babies. And it, it gives me chills even talking about it right now. But talking about this, preparing, um, preparing for the event of a, a spiritual attack during labor is so important. So there has been many times, actually, a couple of times, probably during each labor, uh, where I asked Corey to pray or my friend saw that I was really, really struggling and needed prayer or there was um, a moment where we were unsure if we needed to transfer and so there was prayer that happened and we just don't want to do anything without that. Um, don't underestimate the power of a praying husband. So this last step really is, it's the follow through. It's the day of, you have so many options when you labor at home and you're not going to hear about these options in a hospital birth class. So you really do need to get into the right, right mindset and enter into labor the best way possible. So this can look like have a plan for the children. Learn what surrender looks like, feels like. Ask the Lord to help prepare your heart for that. Learn what your intuition sounds like, what the Holy Spirit, have a friendship with the Holy Spirit enough to know, okay, 
he's asked me to do this. This doesn't make sense, but I know it's him, so I'm going to obey it. Um, oh my goodness, that is going to do you so well, not just in pregnancy, labor, postpartum, but in the rest of your motherhood. And then how you are able to allow your instinct to take over your logical brain, right? So getting into that primal zone, uh, being prepared for the power and the lack of control you feel when that happens. So just in summary, the three steps that I really felt the Lord took me through in a very long period of time uh, to prepare for my first home birth was dreaming and deciding, right? Knowing where I was going helped my brain make the decisions I needed to to get there. And then education and, and empowerment. Education really is important, but it's not the most important. The beautiful thing about education is we are able to grow our trust in the Lord because we know that he created this to work. And then our our empowerment comes from knowing all of the options that we have and choosing what's best for our family. And then the last step is the follow through. So the day of the practical things that you need to plan and set up so that when you are in labor, you're not thinking of all of the many things. You're just able to get in the zone and trust that whatever's going on around you is taken care of because you've planned for that. And I've seen so many women that plan on having a home birth because they've had a traumatic experience um, at the hospital or birth center. And during their birth, Um, when they experienced this trauma, that had never been dealt with afterwards. And it can oftentimes pop up during your labor of your next one. In fact, it is kind of a well-known VBAC problem that a lot of VBAC moms have a hard time dilating past where they dilated the first time. So, for example, with my C-section, I never dilated past a four. So, knowing that a lot of VBAC moms just carry a lot of trauma and it can stall a labor, our bodies are so intelligent and and they do hold on to emotions. Um, I used to think that was very cuckoo and kind of weird, but I've seen it over and over again. And so I, I, at this point, I really can't deny that that's a reality. Um, but knowing this, it helped me make a decision to not get cervical checks and not know where I was dilated because I knew that mind game was going to play. But trauma really can uh, pop up in future pregnancies. So dealing with that, working through that, uh, And working through other traumas in your life, other difficult circumstances, are going to help it from showing up during labor. And then first-time moms actually don't often realize that they choose a midwife. And this can happen, too, for um, moms who've experienced trauma. But they choose a midwife kind of out of a desire to have a savior, right? And I've been there. Trust me. (laughs) 
<laughs> the problem with hiring a doula or midwife, birth worker, whatever, uh, and holding them up as a savior, it really takes away the radical responsibility that you hold as a woman. And it can make you feel disconnected from the experience. And then it misplaces where the one and only savior does belong, right? It's a balance. It really is. Yes, midwives are well-trained in what they do. They see problems that, that could really turn into something very problematic. And that's part of why we love them. Like, they're well-trained most of the time. And on the other hand, delegating decision-making and looking to others to tell you what to do or feel in the end, it can be very disempowering. Sometimes the decisions that you put off on other people can be the wrong decisions. And overall, it can take away some satisfaction of your birth. So this is something to be assessed, right? And it just should be kept in check. Like, are we putting the people that we invite into our birth space in the proper place, right? Are we not, we want to make sure that we're not, um, giving up one idol um, of the medical system. If you birthed there, I know for me, when I chose the medical system, I put them up as this is where my safety comes from, um, is, is birthing in the hospital and nothing ever wrong would ever go, <laughs> go there. So they were my idol. Um, and I did, I traded that for another one because I, I knew, okay, well, this person is well-trained and she can keep me um, safe. And in reality, the only one that can keep you truly safe is the Lord, right? So friends, pregnancy really is a transformative time in a woman's life. And you're on a voyage from being a maiden to a mother. You're never going to be the same. And even with each baby, I add I, I'm not the same. I learn a lesson in every pregnancy and every birth that I have. I really do believe that there is something supernatural that happens during birth where we're more open to change, to a deepening knowledge or knowing, a connection of intuition, of spiritual development. There's just no better time in life than now to receive high-level, transformative change, right? And so that's what the Peaceful Home Birth Program is. It is a faith-based, mentorship, life-changing coaching program. I want to help you have a peaceful pregnancy, birth, and postpartum by implementing biblically-based childhood education, nutrition planning, emotional support, preparing for a Holy Spirit-filled home birth, and using the community you've been given to prevent or help in the recovery of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. This program is like none other. Trust me, I have looked and I have made sure that the value you get from this program is unmatched, okay? It is an eight-week program where you're going to go through the framework that um, I believe that the Lord just downloaded to me um, because this is what he brought me through and how I've been able to help so many women get the birth of their dreams. So that's, we're going to go through dreaming and deciding. 
um, what that looks like, changing your mindset. We're going to go through what physiological birth is, how to manage complications, learning empowerment, self-advocacy. We learn how to manage pain during labor, and we split up team roles. We postpartum plan. It is so... uh, all-inclusive of everything that you need in order to have a peaceful birth. And registration is only open for a few more days. So you're going to want to get your application in as soon as possible. They close on November 30th and there's only five spots left for the amazing birth retreat. So go apply at bit.ly slash php app, app, and get your application in. You will fill that out, and then at the bottom, you will schedule an interview call with me, and after that, you will wait for your acceptance email. All right, and I said stick around to the end because I have a super fun giveaway I'm doing. So number one. Make sure you join the Peaceful Home Birth community on Facebook, okay? By the way, I have been booted off of Facebook. The Facebook demigods have decided I am not worthy of being on Facebook, and they have kicked me off. So I created a new <laughs> a new profile, and I'm back on, but for some reason, they won't tell me why they kicked me off. All of that aside my goodness, um, make sure that you join the group. Okay. It's a great group. Um, amazing women in that group who are also on the same journey as you. So why not join have free community? It's great. So number one, train the group. Number two, leave a review. Okay. Take a picture of that review. And then number three, go share it in the group with the hashtag 100 giveaway. Okay. So Join the Facebook group, leave a review, take a picture, and share it in the Facebook group to be entered to win an amazing 100 episode giveaway. I'm so excited. I'm going to be giving away coaching session with me and then a $50 gift card to Amazon. So make sure you go fill it out. You're not going to want to let this giveaway go. And Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. 100 episodes, I cannot barely believe it. So thank you for your part in sharing the message of peaceful home birth and peace be with you. I hope you loved today's episode and found it so helpful and encouraging. If you did, would you take 30 seconds to leave a review on the Apple podcast or send this episode to a friend who has been praying for a peaceful home birth? Lastly, make sure you get my free download of my complete home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have everything ready to go so you're able to feel at peace and confidence leading into your home birth. This printable checklist has all of the important but less glamorous or thought of items that I have found to be so incredibly helpful to have at a home birth after working with many clients in person. Now get it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening and peace be with you.